Hello, welcome. Welcome everybody. We're our group down here in Mexico and I can see a co-living group up there. Robert in his bright orange up in the front and I see our co-living Mexico. Oh my gosh, co-living Mexico is growing and growing in size. There's Mike and Jennifer, Lori, there's a, all, it's Rebecca, it, it's, wow. <laughs> Getting crowded there. Benito, I don't know if Benito's going to be able to fit in the room with uh, all those people there. Well, welcome. We're so grateful that you're here and um, kind of cool the way these, uh, Wednesdays are working out now with uh, a little poll going out about topics and, or feelings or issues and then as the week rolls along, you know, we just see what the Spirit is going to give us uh, to bring it all together. And um, uh, this week, coming in at the number one on the poll of uh, issues was um, Resistance to following guidance. That was number one on the poll. Resistance to following guidance. Resistance to love. Resistance, resistance to the light. Resistance to forgiveness, to answering the call. Wow, that's a big one. That came in strong first. And then rejection. Was it, was it fear? Just rejection. Fear of rejection. Fear of rejection. Okay, wow, that's a big one. Fear of rejection. How much game play, ego game playing in the past did we get into out of fear of rejection? Anybody have fear of rejection come up in any of your relationships? You know, maybe you felt, feel like you've been doing things for years, decades, out of fear of rejection in your primary relationship. <laughs> like you dare not... Uh, disturb the hornet's nest, or you dare not uh, rock the boat, or you're out. <laughs> then that gets into the abandonment and all the other, <laughs> the other big issues that are underneath fear of rejection. And then um, I think coming in at a distant third uh, was uh, body thoughts. Uh, but Jesus was talking to me a lot today. He's like, no, no, you maybe the front two horses uh, get a lot of attention in this world, but let's not forget uh, the body thoughts. Jesus did a whole talk with me in my mind today about the body thoughts as it relates to this movie and as it relates to what everybody is going through. So it's going to be beautiful. We're just going to dive into some really profound, deep things. And then if at the bottom of those topics, uh, what came in was a request, like can we perhaps watch a movie that relates to what's happening in the United States today. Can we have a movie that has very strong uh, relevancy to what is occurring in the United States today? So, I was in the middle of a board meeting today. Susan was there and uh, it started bubbling in the morning and then by the time the board meeting came uh, in late morning, uh, I already knew. It wasn't 10 or 15 minutes before we had our movie by noon uh, today. And um, 
we knew that this would be great. So, so this movie is also a groundbreaking movie that um, it was kind of a movie in some ways uh, in the United States. It's a, it's a United States movie, Hollywood movie that came out. It was a kind of ahead of its time. It was addressing um, real perennial topics about uh, fear of love, um, the desire for open-mindedness, uh, more on the surface of consciousness and yet the, all the resistance to true open-mindedness. Um, the, the parents, the, in this movie we have the main character and we have uh, her parents. The main character is Joanna, uh, sometimes affectionately called Joey by her mother. And, um, and her parents are what you might call liberal. They, they've raised their daughter for, uh, to honor good values like equality. You know, they're really big on, on equality. They're, really, they're so proud the way they raised the daughter to, to have a sense, such a sense of equality. And um, so they're proud liberal parents and then the Holy Spirit's going to come in and kind of say, Oh, you think you know what open-mindedness is? Oh, you think, you, you think you're liberal? <laughs> you know, it, the Holy Spirit's going to come in and start to really unveil the ego, the blocks in the mind, the resistances to love, in a very sharp way. So, even though we might say that, that the movie will deal with uh, themes of racism, of prejudice, uh, a lot of the, the top themes that are going on right now in the United States. I mean, we've been doing these movie gatherings for some weeks now and I think um, the, one of the predominant themes in the news for the weeks we've been doing this has been the, the pandemia, the, the uh, coronavirus and everything. But uh, the other day, um, Slava came to me with her Apple News on her, she told me on her phone, and all of the, the articles were about, you know, the, was George Floyd uh, dying, the reactions, the po politics, the riots, the buildings being burned and everything. And then at the very bottom of the Apple News was, Corona update. Like it, it barely could stay on the page. <laughs> the, the, what happened in the United States was like all over the Apple News and the pandemic barely could stay in the bottom slot. Uh, oh, by the way, and here's a, a Corona update here, you know, it, it was like, and so we know that, that whatever's underneath the unrest, whatever is underneath the the drama, whatever is underneath the, the judgments, whatever is underneath, uh, kind of like our movie, uh, uh, where we, what's it called, Revolver, where they said, where you don't want to go, that's where you'll find him. Meaning, where you don't want to go in your mind, that's where you'll find the ego. The last place you would look for drama, the last place you would think to look 
for conflict. The, the last place for, for most people, the last place they would look is their mind. Although we have A Course in Miracles and Jesus constantly reminding us, no, that's the first place, <laughs> that's the first place to go. Go to your mind. It's, it's always your mind. It's just an issue in your mind. There is no such thing as, as physical illness. It's all mental illness. There is no such thing as physical conflict. It's mental conflict. There is no such thing as, as physical division. It's mental division. You have a, a war going on in your sleeping mind and, and yet even though Jesus keeps pointing us back and say, come, come, let's look at this in your mind, he knows that there's a great fear of that. That's, that's why the, the temptation is to look to the world for the, the conflict and look to the world for the resolutions. He has even a subsection in A Course in Miracles titled, The Fear to Look Within. It's the last place that the mind, that that you would look for the, the problem. It's the last place that you would look for the solution. So, I've done a lot of talks around, um, around the topic of justice. Um, I've done some interesting talks. I happened to find one today that I think I posted on my Facebook wall uh, that was basically saying that there is no social justice. I think that was the title of it. And um, that's radical. That's really radical to the human race, the idea that there is no social justice. Uh, it's, for most people, that's, that is not something that they have even heard, much less uh, they have, have faced or taken a look or examined, you know, when they, what do you mean there's no social justice? What do you think Gandhi was all about? What do you think Martin Luther King was all about? What do you think Nelson Mandela was all about? What do you think civil rights was about? Uh, what do you think all the struggles and trials and of, of triumph and, and the struggle for equality is all about throughout human history it would, people would say that's all about an attempt at coming to social justice. And in this video I, I was basically sharing the teachings from Jesus. Is Jesus is saying in A Course in Miracles that there is no justice in this world. Another way of saying it is there is no fairness in this world. That this world was made as a veil to blind you from the truth. This world was made as a projection so you could get angry at something, not see the anger and the rage in the mind at believing you could separate from God. There's a lot of rage that's starting to come up and that's when, when I was asked to, to kind of have a movie that would be relevant to what was happening in the United States now. What seems to be happening is that there is a lot of rage. And I've done some talks, many talks over the years and videos too about rage at God. But it's just the ego's rage at God. The ego wants God to pronounce time and space as real. It wants its own individual 
kingdom of time and space apart from heaven, it wants almost like a, a child that has a temper tantrum, you know, where uh, you take the child, you're shopping in the grocery store, and then all of a sudden the child sees some candy or ice cream or popsicles or something, and you say, let's just keep moving along, and then a full-blown <laughs> temper tantrum comes in the aisle of the grocery store with screaming, kicking, sprawling on the ground and everything, like, you will get me those hot, those uh, fudge popsicles that I just saw five uh, feet it before, or <laughs> I will bring down hell on top of you. <laughs> I, will, I will do anything. I will rage uh, in order to get the chocolate popsicles or chocolate fudge stick. And, and that is just an example of this rage that's underneath. It's a rage, it's a cooker. The, the, the unconscious mind is full of anger and rage. But again, I would say, that's not our rage. That's the ego's rage. Uh, who we are isn't rage. Who we are is peace. Who we are is, is joy. Who we are is love and light. Uh, when you experience rage at anything, you're basically, you're feeling the ego's emotions. Because the ego, the ego wants time and space to be real, and it is raging at God, hoping that if it rages long enough, over enough uh, millennium, that basically God will be like that parent in the grocery store, grocery store and just go, okay, ha go ahead, have it then. Go have your fantasy world, you know. Enough is enough. <laughs> As if God will reach a point and say, I've had enough of the rage, then, you know. I'll, I'll grant you your wish. Ain't gonna happen. There's no way that divine love uh, grants reality to illusions. There's no way that eternity looks at a little puff of nothingness that's screaming and raging, uh, trying on behalf of time and space being real, and then that eternity, you know, all right. Enough is enough. It's not going to happen. So basically, as long as you believe in the ego, you can feel its emotions, and that's where the rage is coming up. Now the rage seems to be, I, I see Mary, hi Mary, I saw, see you there. I remember you brought up a, a question for us one time on an online retreat where you were saying, I'm still having some, uh, some thoughts about the social justice thing, you know, it, it, I'm, I'm trying to follow it, but I'm, it doesn't, it's not kind of registering in my, uh, in my awareness. And now we've had riots and, and cities, buildings burning down and everything. It's almost like you raised the question and, and that, it was a poker game and you threw your chips. <laughs> you threw your chips in and said, you know, I really want to get to the bottom of this social justice thing. And then uh, George Floyd, he helped us out. He helped you out. He helped everybody out to say, well, let's, let's get down to actually the core of it. Because the, the anger that's underneath is fueled by this feeling of that's just not right. That, that is terribly wrong and something has to be corrected. Uh, there has to be a change. Something has to change 
because there's a feeling that something is gone terribly wrong. It's not right, it's not fair, and uh, there has to be a change. And also I put out another recent video where I was saying that the ego is the belief in change. In eternity there is no change. Uh, eternity, nirvana, heaven is changeless oneness. It's just the state of bliss, it's the state of infinity, it's the state of light. It's, it's, the, it's the heavenly song of creator and creation that goes on forever and ever and ever, but it's, it's changeless. That's basically the characteristic of eternity. And the ego is the belief in change. The ego is the belief that you can change your identity from an eternal identity to a time-based identity. It, you can go slip, that's the, what they call the fall from grace, actually. You can fall from grace, or like they sometimes talk about Lucifer was an angel and then Lucifer fell. Well, the whole fall from grace, whether you call it Lucifer, you want to call it the Lucifer rebellion, you, maybe you want to talk about Adam and Eve, you know. Everything was good, good, everything's going good in paradise, yeah, we're grooving, it's good, 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 and then, oh, what? is this apple, wet this apple, you know, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Like, oh my gosh, what, and he taking a bite out of an apple, you know, or even roll it back past the apple, it's this snake, you know. Maybe that's why people don't like snakes, is there's some association with a talking snake. It's a talking snake, and it's like saying, over here, here's a tree. Here's a tree and here's an apple. You need to take, however you want to look at the fall, the, the belief is that you can go from the changeless of eternal spirit and you can go into change, which is what time and space is about, which is what human, human being is about. Human being. Okay, human part is part of the, 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 the illusion being part is, is the spirit. They don't really go together, human being. So today I was, I, I decided during the board meeting I would just talk up a little bit. Susan was there when I started talking about it and, and I said, in terms of racism, there, there actually, actually is only one that is not racist. Just one. And I call that one Christ. Uh, Christ is not racist. Christ is eternal love. Christ is spirit. Christ is our identity. Christ is real. And everything and everyone else is by definition racist. So, <laughs> so here we are. We have a gathering uh, to try to be lifted up past the rage past that feeling of privilege, past, past that feeling of, of unfairness, or that feeling of wrongness, lift it up beyond the feeling of guilt and shame, the, lifted higher and higher, way beyond the ideas of superior and inferior, lifted way up beyond the idea of, of comparison even. 
because all of those things are are part of the human condition and so built in to what racism really is 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 it it's just an offspring of its maker which is the ego the ego invented the, the rage the ego invented the racism the ego is the source of prejudice the ego is the inventor of all kinds of conflict war drama disease the ego is is an inventor it's a it's a make-believe concept it's a make-believe idea that that has no reality and yet until you wake up from the ego you will believe the ego you don't partially believe in the ego if if you believe actually that you're a human being that is part of the construct of the ego the ego made the people the ego made the human being god created the spirit the christ the, the true essence of the being but that human part it by by its very nature is prejudice by its very nature is is racist by its very nature it's it's a human racist if you are identified with the body and you are identified with time and space that we'll call that a human racist you see it's a little play on words from human race that's a human racist and if you are watching the television and you're getting upset by what you're seeing well no wonder you know you're just a human racist and you're seeing that human racist tendency projected as if it's going on on the television screen and what Jesus is telling us is he's saying there's no solution on the screen there's no solution on the screen there's no political solution that will take that away there's no reformation of of judges of laws of police officers of of people there is no reformation there is no way to heal on the screen one time i i said what 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 do you mean what are you talking about and he said you can't heal what isn't real and i was like what say that again what he said you can't heal what isn't real in other words you made time and space and he says you he's talking about the ego made time and space not the real you but the ego made time and space and what makes you think if it made a smoke screen a distractive device called the world called the cosmos time and space what makes you think you can actually heal what the ego invented he's like you need to to learn to forgive the ego you need to learn to overlook the error in the mind you're not going to be able to solve it you know the ego is pretty ingenious it it made up a world of time and space and it also invented world hunger and then it invented, invented like abundance where you have this opposite experience oh, i've got plenty to eat i'm starving <laughs> i've got plenty to drink i'm thirsty i'm so content no i'm not i have a sex sex drive and a sex craving you know it's it made up a world of opposites so you would just be on the screen pinging back and forth pleasure pain um, success failure conflict peace 
you know, do you ever notice how how people can get so upset about their they're, they're, they're like meditating, om, om, and then they're meditating. Somebody comes into the ashram and, don't you know I'm meditating? This is a quiet zone. Be quiet. You know, it's almost like the ego has its, invented its own quiet, where it's like projecting onto other people that they're taking away the quiet. You know, it's quiet in here. This is a temple. Take your talk outside. You see, projection, it's, it's invented its own sense of quiet. It's invented its own sense of fairness, its own sense of how the pie should be divided. And in this movie tonight, it's so fantastic because the parents, played by Spencer Tracy and Katherine Hepburn, the parents are they, they're pretty proud about their progressive liberal views, you know. They're really kind of proud about being liberal and everything like this. And, and then their daughter, uh, Joanna, who they really love and adore, and they're so proud of her, and they've raised her and everything, and they raised her to be very loving and kind and sweet. You know, the main character in this, Joanna, she reminds me of a, of a Course in Miracles student. She's like... She's like a pretty advanced Course in Miracles student. You don't see many movies where you have, have the main character be like an advanced Course in Miracles student. But she, she is like happy. She's like, she's like firecracker happy. Uh, you know, she's really happy. She's genuinely happy. Now, she, of course, whatever lurks beneath you know, that happiness, if there's anything else, it's going to come up. <laughs> for healing, right? Because that's the way it is in time and space. And so this, this is really her opportunity to heal whatever is still underneath there. So we're going back to 1967. That's when this film was originally released. Los Angeles, California, the 60s. And we're going to go on an adventure. And the reason I'm showing this movie instead of the story of Mandela, instead of, um, um, what's the one, um, Hurricane, uh, that Denzel Washington was in. Another really good movie. There's, there's so many great movies that deal with this topic, but what we're going to watch is a good old-fashioned healing through relationships movie. That's how you heal and release the ego. That's how you release racism. That's how you release prejudice. It's through forgiveness. And, and Jesus loves to use interpersonal relationships as the fast track. You know, you can do all the alms you want and you can meditate if you want. That's great. Yoga, real good. You know, you've got your food disciplines. Great. You know, you, you can do a lot of things. But actually Jesus is saying if you really want to expose and release the ego for once and for all, then it's right in the context of what seems to be interpersonal relationships. That that is your hotbed. That's where those suppressed emotions come rushing up. Uh, and, and this is a fantastic movie because the parents, you know, they're, they're sweet. They're just sweet parents and then their daughter comes home with her new fiancé uh, 
who happens to be a black man, played by amazingly by Sidney Poitier, and and that's when things get interesting. Uh, you know, the progressive liberal parents, and then all of a sudden, what, what, what? You know, that's where we start to really see for all of us that that's how the ego is going to be transcended. We aren't going to transcend the ego politically. We are not going to transcend the ego with changes to society. You know, sometimes people say, this society is warped. This society is, is disgraceful. This society is messed up. And um, I was just listening uh, a few days ago, I posted it on my Facebook too, the song from the Beatles. Say you want a revolution, well you know, we all want to change the world. Aha, there's the problem right there. We all want to change the world. Tell me that it's evolution. You know, but basically, they got some good points in there. But when you talk about destruction, don't you know that you can count me out? Very good, that's, that's a good pointer. You can count me out, because we don't reach heaven through destruction. We don't reach heaven through resistance. We don't reach heaven through conflict. You, you reach heaven through peace. You, you, you find a peaceful way to look at the world and then you get opened up to the kingdom of heaven within. That's, that's exactly how it goes. And then there's another part of the song that I like where Jesus is really speaking through, singing through the Beatles and basically saying, um, instead, you know, free your mind. Uh, that's given as the alternative. The, the beautiful seed is right there in the Revolution song. Uh, all these counter things that don't work, and then, you know, you can instead free your mind. And that's exactly what uh, Morpheus told Neo in The Matrix. You know, I'm here to free your mind. That's exactly what this movie's about, that's exactly what A Course in Miracles is about, that's exactly what all great non-dual spiritual traditions are all about the same thing, of freeing your mind from the ego, from the ego belief system. So even society is a projection of the ego, even institutions. Uh, Jesus, the Beatles talk about institutions in the Revolution song, but it's like he's saying, no, instead you need to free your mind. It's not in the institutions. The institutions can't change because their source, their seeming source, is the ego. And the ego is the belief that it's possible to change your identity. So the institutions and the society and the entire cosmos of time and space is a projection of the ego. And that's why Jesus says in the Course, seek to change your mind. This Course advises you to change your mind instead of trying to, to change the world. Seek not to change the world, seek rather to change your mind about the world. So that's what we're going to see in this movie. They, the temptation is to try to find fault with someone or something in the world to wish that things would be different. Maybe in this case, this liberal mother and father are so shocked 
by the idea that their daughter wants to marry a black man that that the, the ego comes out as the, maybe the wish that this would just go away, uh, the wish that we won't have to deal with this, the wish for it, you know, whatever it could be. It could be a wish like, why don't you find a white man to marry? Or, why did you do this to us? You're, we're such good liberals. We're so, we love equality and oh my God, now do I, do I really believe in equality? You know, that's what this kind of movie does, that's what these circumstances in time and space, you really get to look at what you do believe in. You know, you may be an advocate for equality and yet when you get anger coming up and you have rage coming up, then that peace of mind is not in, in awareness and there must be something going on in the filter in the mind that is where the solution is. So, I think you're going to enjoy it. This, I call this a classic. This is like a classic, classic, classic movie uh, for healing. And uh, I love it every time I get a chance to see it. I, I feel like I could watch this every year, but I, I watch it as much as I can and, and I'm so grateful that uh, the guidance came in today that we could all watch it together. So, again, buckle your seat belts <laughs> and get ready for an adventure in the mind of healing through healing prejudice and racism through interpersonal relationships. That's a, a good subtitle for this movie. Okay, we'll, I'll be back probably during the movie because there's so many juicy points all along the way. <laughs> okay, we're off to a rip-roaring start. You know, situations don't happen by accident. Everything that seems to happen actually has only one purpose. There's only one purpose for every seeming situation in the world and that's to bring up the unconscious darkness in your mind so that you can hand it over to the Holy Spirit and you can see miraculously the entire seeming situation in a brand new way. You can simply choose again. In fact, you might think of Jesus and the Holy Spirit in your mind just, just there saying, my beloved, choose again. You know, with a very soft, choose again, an invitation tone. Choose again, choose again. So the situations when we see how they're used for healing, the, all of the circumstances, the, the quickness that this was brought about, the, the time frame, like it's all coming down to one evening because John is flying off to Geneva in the morning. So in what seems to be just a, a period of hours, uh, Whatever seem to be unconscious beliefs, objections, expectations are being brought up in what seems to be a, a very short time frame. And that's basically how the spirit works. Some of you might remember from A Course in Miracles, uh, Jesus has nine chapters talking about relationships, special relationships, uh, special love relationships, special hate relationships, and basically 
he describes in the healed relationships section uh, I, I believe it's chapter 15, it's right off the bat, he comes right out with it and he says that you invited the Holy Spirit into the relationship for healing. And, and then he goes on to describe that the relationship can, can even sometimes seem disjunctive, you know, it can be disorienting, but you invited the Holy Spirit in and now it's the time for faith. And he also really implies, he says in there, it would not be uh, kinder to shift the purpose more slowly. In other words, it's, it's a shift in the purpose of relationships. It's a shift in the mind. The Holy Spirit's purpose of healing is so different than the ego's purpose of hatred and shame and guilt and death, that this healing, this bright light of the Holy Spirit, once it's invited in, that, that oftentimes it will seem there's circumstances, situations and events that, that seem to be almost like they've been set up to bring up the, the conflict in the mind. In this case, bring up the, the prejudice. You know, here we have a couple uh, that Spencer Tracy and Katherine Hepburn are playing and uh, they have reached a point where you can just see in the faces, in fact you can see on a lot of the faces that there, there are reactions. And reactions only come from interpretations. So there has to be some kind of a belief in the mind that they are interpreting this situation in a very uncomfortable way. It is, it is going against expectations, it is going against certain beliefs of the way that they wanted things to go for their daughter and they wanted things to go in their life and that's exactly how the Holy Spirit works. The situations are just reflections of, you might just say, opportunities, windows of opportunities to forgive and to heal. And when they're talking about, you know, you're making me nervous, uh, if they have uncomfortable looks, uncomfortable feelings, glances, so on and so forth, and now it's all within the compressed uh, time period, that's what is, makes for healing. That's, that, that really brings about the opportunity. It would not be kinder, Jesus says, to shift the purpose more slowly in your mind. So, this is really giving you a method of operation of how Jesus and the Holy Spirit work. You know, you invite, you pray for healing. Uh, like I was saying with Mary. Mary again, we, we just had a recent encounter. Mary was saying, I, I still don't get this social injustice uh, stuff. It's not really coming home in my experience. So Mary made a prayer and now the United States looks the way it looks because in the center of the country, Mary prayed to understand what was underneath this this whole feeling around social like you're saying I'm not getting it experientially I'm not getting it you know there's the prayer and then the situation comes and presents the opportunity for the healing now that seems to be on a, a broader scale with the United States or with social justice in general but you can see in this case this little microcosm Here's Joey, 
And she's happy. Oh, she's happy. She's in the state, she, she doesn't see a problem. She almost slipped a little bit with Tilly, and then she said, Oh, Tilly, this is silly attitude. I love you. You're just as black as John, and I love you. And I, like, she just, boom, she's back in the miracle. She had a little slip there. Her voice gets raised a little, and then boom, she's back in the miracle, you know, back into the love, and back into, I don't see a problem. She, she saw no problem whatsoever with the speed of introducing their relationship to her parents. No problem at all with sharing it with, uh, with everyone in the household. No problem at all with the time frame of it. Oh yeah, we basically got tonight and then he flies off to Geneva and then I will go and join him and we'll get married and boom, it's all just coming out and she has, she's got her guidance. She's in her inspiration. She's not even dipping from her inspiration. Does it seem fast? Ten days? Not to her. Up, oh, I fell in love in ten days, in twenty minutes. Twenty minutes. Talk about fear of guidance. Yeah, there's some guidance coming in there. She's, she's just fallen into this joyful inspiration, and it, and of course she lives her life this way. You know, you can tell by her attitude towards everyone she's meeting. It's very open. It's very free flowing. And even though her liberal parents are, <laughs> are shocked, she sees them as very liberal and open-minded and she doesn't assume for one instant that they, there will be a problem with her getting married. You know, she doesn't see a problem with falling in love in 20, 20 minutes. She doesn't see a problem. For her it's like joy, joy, joy. And of course, if there's anything in the mind that is there for healing, that will, that's going to come up. But this is really showing us that if you, if you have that inspiration and you feel that strong guidance and you really go for it, then the purpose of the guidance is to stay present in the love. The purpose of the guidance isn't about your future. The purpose of the guidance isn't about the outcomes to come in form, you know, in the future. The purpose of the guidance is to go so purely and so deeply into that inspiration, into that joy, into that happiness, that you finally discover that that's all there is. That, that the fear was an illusion. That the, the expectations were illusions. That the doubts were illusions. The whole purpose of guidance is, is like Jesus getting your mind's attention and say, yeah, here, focus on the prize, focus on the purpose, focus on the joy, focus on the happiness, and anything that arises that would seem to be an obstacle to that love, give it over. Do not hold on to that. You drop that fear like a hot potato. You drop that doubt like a hot potato. You're going for the kingdom of heaven. You're going for eternal life. You're not here to dilly-dally with the, the symbols of time and space. You're here to wake up to eternal life. And it's strong. And that's what I like about this movie. And that's what I like about Joey. She's, she comes in there and she's coming in there with there's no problem and she's coming in there to just share her love and joy and then 
if that love and joy seems to stir up anything in the mind through reflected in anyone and anything, then that just is going to provide opportunities. Now, what is it opportunities really? It's definitely opportunities for communication. She really is not holding back. I don't really see private thoughts at work with Joey. She is there. She, she'll poke fun, even about the woman who walks by. And he, the clothes, it's the door in the study, you know. I'll close the doors in case the, the woman goes by. She's not jealous. She's not afraid of, of another woman walking by or whatever it has to say. She seems to be genuinely in a state of, she's just letting the communication bubble and flow in an unrestricted way. And that, of course, is healing. That's all we're asked to do. How else are we going to go into the holy instant if we, if we can't share our thoughts freely and truly? And she's sharing a lot of love thoughts you know, right now. She's not hiding anything. Now, the secrets, you could tell even with her, her dad getting ready to go off, he wanted to go play golf with the Monsignor, Monsignor a nice Christian symbol. Uh, but, but then he gets halfway through the room and it's like, whoa. Then it's like, what the hell is going on here? He's intuitive too, but the whole purpose of the whole situation is just designed to expose secrets, expose private thoughts, and let them go. And that's really the purpose of the miracle. That's, that's what the miracle does. It's like a ball of light and a ball of, of guidance. Even though they're not calling it guidance, you can tell she's on her guidance. Oh, she's definitely, she's not even mentioning the word. She's not doing the Course of Miracles saying, Mom, Dad, I, I met John in Hawaii, I'm guided to get married. She didn't even say guided. I fell in love in 20 minutes. We're getting married. I'm going to Geneva and getting married. You see, boom, 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 boom. She's not even putting words to it. She's just in it and she's going forward with it. And the whole movie now will be an expose in no private thoughts and no people pleasing. Because as long as there's hidden private thoughts and secret thoughts that, that are kept in the mind and not really released, not transparently released, that's where the struggle is going to come in. Only the belief that you can hold on to private thoughts that you would not share with everyone. Only the belief that you can keep some secrets only to yourself. That's what's blocking the mind from the light. And then the rest of this movie is, is going to be the light coming up underneath the whole situation, and it's strong. This light wants to be openly revealed. This light does not really see anything that can oppose it. And, and the opposition is coming from the resistance of the ego that is terrified of the love and terrified of the light. So here we go, let's just see, We're, we've got off to a rip-roaring start here. And the context, the table has been set for all of us. And now we have to see, uh, guess who's coming to dinner? I think, I think the Holy Spirit and Jesus are coming to dinner. And the characters are having to deal with it. Because somewhere they've been invited. Those are the guests. The Holy Spirit and Jesus have been invited to dinner. And it's a bit shaky to say the least for the ego because the ego is trembling 
at the possibility of this love. You know, the parents, they love their daughter and that's why Jesus uses relationships. Because as much as you may look at what's going on in America and as much as you may think it has to do with, with laws and people and prejudice attitudes of people towards some people towards other people, oh no, 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 no. It's not that. It's the ego in the mind that's the racism. It's the ego in the mind that's the prejudice. It's the ego in the mind is where the judgment is. It's not, it's not on the screen. It's not outside, it's inside. And this movie is showing that in the context of very loving relationships, this, this is parents who love their daughter, parents who love their son, uh, a monsignor, a golfing buddy, who loves Jesus, uh, and, and, and he's getting he's get invited too. <laughs> you know, it's like there's a lot of components as we move into this where you're going to see the spirit is really who's coming to dinner here. Uh, it's, not, it's not really, as it seems in the title, uh, Sidney Poitier and John, it's actually the spirit's been invited and now we're going to have to see how willing are you, you know, are you willing to go for the miracle or are you going to be like uh, in The Few Good Men, uh, Jack Nicholson? You can't handle the truth. It's either we go for the healing or we have to admit we can't handle the truth in the mind. That's really what we're looking at here. This is not really a, an issue of, of what's going on in form. It's like really bringing it home to us in the mind. Okay, here we go. Buckle those seatbelts tight. <laughs> ah, beautiful. Now we got some dynamics going. A secret. A secret condition. And isn't this what happens in relationships? You know, I love you, I want to marry you. And in this case, that was seemingly what, what was shared there and yet there has a, a decision has been made. John says, I've made a decision and he's not told Joanna. Well, this is, this is what Jesus and the Holy Spirit are pointing out. He's, they're just saying, this is why you have difficulty in your human relationships. It's, it's, it's an identity. You know, you are not sharing everything from your heart. And why would you think love would have secrets? Why would you think love would hold things private? Why would you think love would mean that you could hide some aspects of your communication and be open about other aspects of the communication? So this is really giving us a, a great context for healing because early on in the workbook of A Course in Miracles, Jesus says, you have no private thoughts and yet that is all that you are aware of. Okay, I'll say that again. He says in the workbook, you have no private thoughts and yet that is all that you are aware of. So basically he's starting off his workbook and he's basically saying, here's the context, this is why you need healing. Because you have no private thoughts and yet you still believe 
you can keep aspects of communication private and to yourself alone. And he goes on in the, in the text to say basically, if you would know the holy instant, you must have complete communication with everything and everyone, without exception. Now, what does that even mean? Sometimes people say, wow, that's, what is that, what's he talking about? What does that mean? When you look at Jesus, he was a great spokesperson for the Holy Spirit and for universal love because when he spoke, that was the universal spirit. That was the Holy Spirit speaking through Jesus. And, and what was being spoken was for everyone, was for everyone in all of time and space. It was for everyone. It was for the entire cosmos. And he said, before Abraham was, I am. There was no secrets with that. That was, that was the truth. When he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, that again was not a person, a personal message. That was the universal spirit speaking. And this is what the Holy Spirit wants to, to do, is come through in a way that it washes the mind by accepting only truth, by accepting only one voice, not two voices, but one voice in your mind. It is possible to listen to the voice for God all throughout the day without interrupting your regular activities in any way. Wow! That's also in the workbook. It's possible to align the mind so much with divinity that, that what you think and say and do becomes lined up, your actions become lined up, your mind becomes integrated because you light up with the, the light of truth, with the spirit that's in, within the mind. So this situation is, is good and what we've just seen is, is that John now has come in and said, you know, I have to tell you, here's the situation, you know, there's a condition on this marriage and the condition is, is that you both have to approve you know, really, not just say the words, but your attitude, you have to be, you have to wholeheartedly support this, otherwise it's going to bring up too much problem, it could damage the relationship he believes. Um, but that's his belief, that's where his belief is coming from. He, he's actually doing a bit of protectionism. He's trying to protect, you know, Joanna's relationship with her parents, feeling that, that if they aren't happy that's going to damage the relationships. And what we're being told by Jesus and the Holy Spirit is, don't be thinking you need to protect this love. You need to extend it. You need to extend it wholeheartedly and without reservation and without secrets and without a sense of privacy and then you shall see this light, this love will set you free. So. It's really great because in this movie, the main character, you know, Joanna, she's coming in there and she's inspired and she feels all this inspiration and yet right away, even with the fiancé, John, he's, he's saying, here's the conditions. And you know when you have conditions placed on love, it doesn't really matter what they are. Oh, they're, they're going to get flushed up to be released. They're not, they're not going to be able to, you're not going to be able to keep them. You can try. You can try all that you want to to hold on to those conditions and things. 
Love is gonna get you, love is gonna get you, love is gonna get you now. They will be washed away. And all the pain comes from trying to hold on to thoughts that God didn't create. All the pain comes to try to hold on to an identity that God did not create. It's trying to hold on to, to thoughts that aren't real thoughts. And that's why Jesus says, you have no private thoughts, and yet that's all that you're aware of. He's saying you have to empty your mind. That's not even new. That's what all the sages and all the saints have said, empty your mind. And now we're really seeing it playing out in a real straightforward, practical way that here's, here's a, a, a relationship, a situation is really just a kind of a quantum uh, collection of, of thoughts. And to the extent that you hide nothing and you bear everything in complete transparency, you free the whole situation. You, you actually free the world by not trying to hold on and, and hide and protect thoughts that are egoic. The only way that they go is when you expose them and you release them. And if you're afraid to expose them to the Holy Spirit, that's why we have these relationships. It's almost like this Holy Spirit saying, here, try this situation. Now just be open with everything and everyone in the situation, and you'll find that you can do it, you know. But if we try to play two people against another person, or we have these conversations like, um, like it, it would be interesting if John would have just come right out when they were sitting at the table and say, here's my condition. <laughs> um, Mom, Dad, you have to, to give this uh, marriage idea a blessing, otherwise it's not going to happen. But it's taken away from the table, the dinner table, <laughs> the snack table, and it's taken into the study. And that's what Jesus says you try to do. When you try to, when you try to resolve things in specific situations, you see, you try to take it elsewhere. Other than your mind, you try to, oh, I'll resolve it here. I'm going, to tell the, I'm going to tell the parents now, here's my conditions. I didn't tell my fiancé, but I'm going to tell the parents, whoa, whoa, that's not going to resolve anything. And, and yet, the Spirit will use the situation to keep bringing it around so that there's nothing hidden. The Holy Spirit always is bringing, using everything to free the mind. That's the only purpose of the Holy Spirit. So we'll move forward here, but, but now I think we've got a, a, a situation that it's, it's there's, a, there's definitely a private thought, there's a secret there, and, and what we keep learning through the Course is that if, as long as we maintain secrets, as long as we feel there's some, some harm that could come uh, from being in full communication, then, then that means we're still trying to protect the ego. And there will not be healing as long as we, we try to protect the, the ego. Okay, this is it. This is all the answer to prayer. You see Jesus is starting to stack the decks. He's, he's sending everything into the quantum situation 
so that everything can be faced. The happy Monsignor, uh, they tell the Monsignor, she happily tells him we're getting married and he goes, ha ha, he chuckles. He chuckles. He, he doesn't have a reaction at all. And he, in fact, he makes a joke and he says, oh, you're the problem with a big smile on his face. Oh, this is how it goes. When you ask for healing, Jesus is going to send in all the troops, all the troops for you to be healed, your mind to be healed. Anything you need, it's going to come in there. A Monsignor, a laughing Monsignor that was supposed to be playing golf with her dad, and now he's, he's come into the house. He's not on the golf course. He's showing up there. The parents are being called in right after... John was saying, well, your daughter, you know, said how, you know, non-prejudiced you were and all this and this, and she's the one who, who is, who's behind this and everything. He's like almost pointing back saying, yeah, she's the one. And then the phone call comes in. It's his doubt thoughts. It's his, his protection thoughts around his parents. And she zooms right into the study Invite them, invite them. No, you know, you know, she takes the phone. You can see how the Holy Spirit is like poke, poke, poking. Let's speed it up. Let's, let's see. The problem is when you see fragmented perception, you see the world in terms of these succinct and different situations. But guess what? They're not succinct, different situations. The whole world is one situation. It's one field. It's one unified field. And the Holy Spirit is just trying to help the mind pull back to the quantum field, if we use a scientific term, you know, where everything is connected and no situation is different than any other situation. So, the problem we've had is by believing in the ego, we've taken on its thoughts and now we have a bad case of situational thinking. We forgot how to think in holistic terms. We forgot how to see the world as a whole. We are now thinking in terms of pieces and parts. Dr. Prentice there even said, uh, you know, I, I, I got to tell my piece, P-I-E-C-E, -E, not my piece, P-E-A-C-E. -E. He got to tell his part. And that part still has private thoughts. And the private thoughts are still involving secrets. And as long as you hold on to private thoughts, you don't see the big picture. You don't see the holistic picture that Jesus and the Holy Spirit are offering us. As long as we're breaking the world into parts and saying this one against that one, and I'll take a side, I'm going to root for this one against that one, and I'm going to stand up for this instead of that, or that instead of this, the problem is the situational thinking. The problem is we're seeing a cracked world because we have a cracked ego thought system that is projecting that world. And the whole thing is a defense against us coming inside to go within and see the world as a whole. So, I, I just, every time I see this movie, I just love it. It's so fast. She's like, she's on a rocket ship with the miracle, and she's got her guidance, and she's sticking to it. She's sticking to it. She's not budging. 
she's going blazing ahead. Even her mother said she was a happy child, she was a happy baby, she's a happy young adult, she's been happy her whole life she's been happy and I am happy for her, she tells her husband. She's, she is really starting to, to loosen up from her own concerns because happiness is starting to win over. Even when we want happiness for someone that seems to be someone else, it starts to grow inside of us. If you start to be happy for for those in your life, it starts to grow stronger and stronger. That light of happiness grows stronger and stronger. And she's like coming in like a beam of light with this uh, happiness and love. And you can see that the situation is starting to reconfigure. Any aspects of the situation that seem to be discordant, that, that are not in harmony, are all being drawn together into a dinner. What a beautiful, love too would set a feast for you, a beautiful table. The Spirit is setting a feast and he's inviting everyone to the table. He's inviting enemies, he's inviting those that disagree. He's saying, oh yeah, let's bring all the opinions together here and let's see if I can just show you another way to see them all. Think about that in your own lives, you know. You may, you may think you have certain, it could be friends, parents, family, and you have something in your mind that's like, that's not a good situation to bring them together to the same room. You know, maybe you can even think about certain ones in your life and you're thinking, oh no, Oh no, I am not hosting a dinner. Invite who? Oh, you got to be kidding. You got to be kidding. Do you think I have a suicide wish? Uh, because the belief is certain people need to be kept apart. And yet, this movie is showing us that everyone needs to be brought together. And that if you do that and you allow that, you really have to have trust that the Holy Spirit is going to carry that through because the ego is saying, don't do it, don't even think about it. And you could tell, John is not so happy. He did not want his parents to be invited to come to dinner. You know, he's, got, he's already laid out his conditions, but he is not happy. And Joey is, you know, came right forward and invited. And, and the Monsignor, you know, what did... Uh, what did the Spencer Tracy character say? Tell him I have personal problems at home. I'm not going to be golfing with him. He's trying to get the Monsignor and keep him at a distance. Don't, he didn't, he didn't invite him <laughs> to come to the house. That's the golfing buddy. That's his religious, his religious golfing buddy. He said, tell him I have personal problems. I'm going to have to cancel the golf game today. And guess who shows up at the door? The very one that he doesn't want to be there. I'm starting to see a pattern here. The ones that aren't supposed to be invited are getting invited anyway. And that may seem to make for a dramatic movie or a dramatic situation to the ego, but the Holy Spirit's having a party here because all the discordant aspects of the mind People are just aspects of the mind. When you bring them all together, then everything lights up. 
There's, there's no problem. It's the trying to keep them apart. It's the trying to keep the secrets. It's the trying to keep the private thoughts. That's where, oh, did you hear what they said to me? And well, why would I invite them? I don't want to be around them. Well, look, over here, let's do this, but don't invite them. You know, all the ideas of trying to keep aspects of the mind apart, even in marriages, the ego will say, well, you're married, but you, that doesn't mean you have to share everything. You can share some with your best buddy over at the bachelor party, you can share it with your girlfriends, but you don't have to share everything with your partner. And Jesus is like, actually, that's why you're getting married, so that you will share everything. And you will not keep separate aspects of communication apart. So you see there's two different purposes going here, and, and you can feel it in this movie. You know, you can see it's almost like a, it's like a, a centrifugal force. The miracle is like drawing all the aspects uh, apart. And, and it's like involuntary, you know, he was like, dad, dad, dad. You know, he's like trying to get out, get his dad's attention to say, don't come. Oh, your mom is so pleased. Oh, it sounds like she doesn't have a problem with us coming. <laughs> you know, the fiance, you know, he, he's dead, 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 no, no, click. You know, it's, it's, out of, it's out of his control. There's something so powerful, the love is so powerful, the miracle is so powerful, that it's drawing all the aspects of the mind together, only so that they can pop through to the miracle. Not for any other reason. Okay, here we go. <laughs> okay, here we go into the famous boysenberry ice cream scene. <laughs> Basically, you know, when Monsignor came there, it just started to bring up uh, this feeling in, in the Spencer Tracy character, like he's just saying, ah, under that facade of a liberal, you always had a bigot trying to work its way out. You know, what happens is, that's the way it works, is the ego has convinced us that the world is outside of our mind and the world is happening to us as a person. And that's where all the sense of victimization, that's where all the sense of, of being treated unfairly, all senses of grievances, all senses that that things have happened to us that we didn't ask for. It happened to us against our will. All the things that you look at your life and you say, wow, I, I just, I've had some really hard and difficult and bad things that have happened to me that have shaped me as a person. Really that's, as I've talked about many times, that's the dream that was given away. Jesus tells us there's a dream that you dream in secret which is the unconscious mind, and then there's the dream that you gave away, which is the projected world. And in the dream that you gave away, it seems like things happen to you that you have no control over, and that you have no decision over, that you didn't have anything to do with it. It's just, they always talk about that. Why do bad things happen to good people? Why do circumstances happen to you? And then, once you start to understand the unconscious mind, you start to realize, wow, 
I have done this thing, maybe it's still a dark belief in my mind, but it is this that I would undo. So in this movie, this is a, a classic kind of scene. Uh, the doctor here, uh, or he's, he's a journalist, I think he's a journalist, Spencer Tracy, he's going for his favorite ice cream, and he's stirred up because this idea that he had some bigotry in him was not part of his self-concept. His self-concept was all about equality, equality, and then now there's something in there that is, is stirred up and he's going out to get some ice cream and, and this is how it works. Whatever you think in the mind gets reflected in the world. So what's the interpretation of that is that everything we perceive is just opportunities for us to heal, to expose the unconscious mind and release the unconscious thoughts and beliefs. That's the only purpose that the world has. It's just, it's a, it's the Holy Spirit's purpose. The Holy Spirit sees the world as, as a, a mechanism or a device used to bring your mind home, back to the light. And the ego sees the world as something that's external and something that's uh, at times vicious and cruel or seductively attractive. It doesn't really care whether you're attracted to aspects of the world or repulsed and repelled by aspects of the world. As long as you are attracted to the images or you are repulsed by the images, in either case that, that will reinforce and make the error real as if the world is outside of you. It seems to human beings like there's an external world and it gets reinforced every time through attraction and repulsion or sometimes they talk about fight or flight or it's described in psychology in many different ways. But, it, but the thing about it is, is until you look at the thoughts in the mind and the self-concept the image of the self that's being held onto and are willing to expose it and release it, then the world will just continue to reinforce and almost like replicate what's going on in the mind. You know, what, what is still believed is still perceived. And this scene, I, I, I think of this uh, ice cream scene a number of times because um, at the beginning of the movie, if you ask, uh, the Spencer Tracy character, you know, are, why are you prejudiced or why do you have such bigotry or whatever, he would say, what? Not me. <laughs> That's not me at all. And yet, what's happening through the circumstances with his daughter and with John coming there is, is actually the bigotry and the judgments of the ego are getting the lid taken off. It's getting royally exposed, royally brought into the surface of the mind, and it's uncomfortable. It's, it's, it's like you might say the, the self-concept is taking a hit. You know, Jesus sends in the Monsignor, and he says what he says with a smile on his face and laughs, and then he gets invited to dinner, and he's like, oh, you'll need me. You know, it's just like, it's just coming at the, at the, the Father in, in such a direct way, but what Jesus is basically saying is, I don't, the ego, you may say, think it's a tough nut to crack, but just try me. Uh, 
pray for my help in your mind. Pray, say, Jesus, Holy Spirit, come and heal my mind, and I pray to you, I really mean it, and then just see how tough that ego is of a nut to crack. Oh, the Spirit will, will send in anything and anyone is needed to, to uh, break apart, to dissolve, to show the nothingness of, of the ego. Okay, here we go. Okay, now it's getting interesting. Now we're getting interesting. Because the choice that you decide, whether it's going to be for love or fear, whether it's going to be for joining or for separating, whether it's going to be for peace and harmony or for discord and conflict, it's in the mind. And whatever you believe in, whatever you put your faith in, you will draw witnesses for. So, now we have a beautiful situation. Now, the pieces of the puzzle are all coming together. Everyone's coming to the dinner. And you probably have noticed in your own experiences with time and space, that your mind is quite powerful and you will draw witnesses to what you believe. You will try to make alliances with your mind that support your point of view, that support your purpose. And hasn't this always been the case for us, where we try to draw forth alliances and witnesses to support? So now you have the two sets of parents coming together. You've got the Monsignor there, you've got Tilly there, and now you've got John and Joanna there, and, and it's all coming, converging uh, at the house. And, and this is where, like when you watch the news, what's going on in the United States, and you know what I'm talking about, Mary, you, you see what's going on, you're watching the news, you, pr you prayed, you didn't understand this social justice thing. <laughs> well, it's converging. It's converging. It's con all coming together. What, what's happening in the United States, what's happening in the world, is really what's happening at this dinner, at this apartment, this house tonight that we're watching. All the pieces are coming together. But really it's just two thought systems, right? It's not, it's not so complicated. It's not so complicated as whose, opi whose opinions will win out, or uh, who is for this outcome and who is for that outcome. You, you have to start to see when you watch these scenes coming up in this house that it's, it's really making it clearer and clearer that the world that you see is based on the thought system, the thoughts that you're holding onto in your mind. The world that you see is, is really nothing more than a reflection of the purpose that you hold in your mind. And so, you know, that's ultimately what A Course in Miracles and all spirituality is about. That's really what all true religion is about. That's what all true philosophy is all about. Anything that you want to call, you know, your search for meaning, your search for happiness, your search for peace, harmony, purpose, is really bringing together the conflictual 
aspects or really the purposes in your mind. And if one is dark and one is light and you bring them together, then the real one will emerge. You might remember from the Bible, perfect love casts out fear. So the entire projected world, the whole cosmos, is, a, is, a, is what psychologists and psychotherapists would call dissociation, where Jesus says, you're trying to hold in your split mind two belief systems, two thought systems, love and fear, and they can't coexist. God didn't create them. God created the love, and the ego is the fear, and if you bring love and fear together, then only one remains. If you, if you go into a, a room at night and you turn the light on, you turn the light switch on, on the wall, you don't stand there and wait to see who's going to win in your room, the light or the dark. You're not turning the light switch on and expecting a battle <laughs> between the light and the dark. When you flip that switch for the light, there is light. When you flip that switch, that's let there be light. And there is light. It's not a battle. And the same with your mind. When you start to realize, wow, you mean to tell me my entire life and even seeming past lives and all my experiences with time and space were all just for me to make one decision? You mean it's that simple that that I, all of this is pointing to one decision of a purpose in my mind? And it's like, that's exactly what I'm telling you. That's exactly what all of this is for. That's the purpose of what you see on the news. That's the purpose of what you see on the internet. That's the purpose of what you perceive in the world around you with the body and, and the other bodies and everything. It's all just to bring the dissociation in the mind to an end, the schizophrenia in the mind to an end, the psychosis in the sleeping mind to an end, by seeing that there has to be another way to look at this world, there has to be another purpose. All right, we were told it was made in hatred, you know. Jesus tells us God did not create the world, Jesus tells us the world was made in hatred, it's a place where God can enter not. Now comes down to our point of decision. And certainly in this movie, these scenes that are coming up are, are precious. Because by now, if you just follow along the movie, you can see the reflections of the thought systems. You know, you can, you can see the reflections. And, and yet, you must bring it back to the mind and say, wow, if I'm perceiving a conflict or a showdown or whatever you want to call it, then that cannot be the way things really are. It must be that I always look upon the world that, that I believe in. And so it's really bringing, I just like this movie so much. I think it's such a, a tool for healing because it's bringing it back to the mind. So here we go. It's like now we, they're all in the house. <laughs> they're all there. Uh, and and now is the time where guess who's coming to dinner? It the Holy Spirit is coming to dinner. Uh, that's that's the only way this thing flows, you know, is the invitation of the Holy Spirit. 
because the Holy Spirit can see the situation as a whole and doesn't see conflicting aspects. He sees everything there is unified, everything is working together. And how beautiful for us because that's what our lesson is. Our lesson is to, to start to see in a holistic way. So there, these are the characters that are acting it out for us. They're doing it for us. They're, they're being orchestrated just for us to, to see the world in a new way. So here we go. Let's run it through and see how, how it goes. Ah, it, you have to bring all the pieces together. <laughs> That's the key. No hiding, no private thoughts. And so before they're going to be able to sit down and have dinner, They've all got to come together. And that's where the communication, that's just a, a symbol of the mind. You can't leave out any parts that seem to be enemies. You know, anything that seems to be discordant in your mind, you have to, in Ali Ali Income Free, you've got to let them all come in. That's why Jesus says, <clears throat> if you are offended, in anyone. Pluck the offense out of your mind. Because it's not that the people are in conflict, it's the mind. And, and I think that's what's starting to happen to Spencer Tracy. He's out there kind of pondering and pondering and he's like, oh son of a bitch, you know. He's just like, it's like there has to be the humbleness of of starting to just be open. In fact, that's our, that's our weekend retreat, open-mindedness. <laughs> just to be open enough to consider that if there is an offense, um, you have to allow the offense, offense to be plucked from your mind. Or, you know, it's kind of like in the Song of Prayer, Jesus says, the curious prayer of praying for one's enemies. You know, there, the t J Jesus is addressing the topic of praying for enemies. And Jesus just says, well, if you have any enemies, you have great need for prayer indeed. Meaning, if you, if you harbor the ego, if you harbor attack thoughts, if you harbor grievances, if you harbor judgments against anyone or anything, you know, he said it 2,000 years ago, judge not lest ye be judged. If you judge, then you are judging yourself as being not the Christ, but as being something other than the Christ. God didn't create judgment. So this is fantastic. I love the symbols in this movie, but you know, basically there they are in the study and he says, you know, you didn't have the guts to say it to me. And he says, well, come on out, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll share it. But everything that's truly shared has to be shared in a way of openness. You can't, you can't keep part of the mind sealed off as if it's guilty. Part of the mind sealed off as if it's, you know, as if it's shameful, as if it's, as if it's uh, done something wrong. That's not how the healing occurs. It's by allowing everything to be brought together. So that's the best part of this movie is, here we go. 
It's guess who's coming to dinner, and they all have to sit down to dinner. They all have to come together. Even everyone, even Tilly, that's right, the Monsignor. They've got Tilly in there. They've got all of the parents. They've got John. Everyone, Joanna, they all are there. So this is, is like the culmination. So, okay, here we go. Get them all in the same room. <laughs> let's, let's see what happens here. <laughs> oh, you're beginning to see how this goes. All the private thoughts <laughs> are getting spoken. But it's not such a matter of just that the private thoughts are spoken, but it's what, for what reason? For what reason are they being spoken? That's what heals, you see. Is like when you, in order to bring everything and everyone together, there has to be a clear willingness for transparency and to hide nothing. And it seems as if uh, our father here, he, he, he was going around and around in a very troubling cycle in his mind, but still the only way to go through this is to start to expose everything, everything that was hidden, everything that was secret, you know. It's how beautifully that he even exposed that, uh, that John put the conditions on the marriage and he put the conditions because why? He, he didn't want to hurt her relationship with the parents and he didn't want to see her, her relationship with her parents damaged, the protectionism. And yet, when the father just spilled the private thought, what was her reaction? You didn't. Silly. You see, that was <laughs> the reaction. You didn't. Silly. You see, that's where you have to have the faith to see that what you're exposing is not going to bring about rejection, which was number two on our list. I had to work that in. But it's actually going to bring about healing. And the only thing that I haven't worked in from Jesus so far in this whole movie, because we've seen the fear of following the guidance very clearly, we've seen the fear of rejection and the secrets and the control that comes up and the game playing to try to protect something out of the fear of rejection when there was no rejection there, when that, that thought got exposed. And finally, it's the body thoughts. Now we get to talk about the body thoughts. That was third in the poll, even though it was a distant third. What about the body thoughts? Well, in The Course in Miracles, Jesus says, do not raise body thoughts to the level of mind. That's what he says in A Course in Miracles. Do not raise body thoughts to the level of mind. What's he talking about? It must be something important. Do not raise body thoughts to the level of mind. He's saying because if you do, they cannot be under my control. Oh. Fascinating. That's the reason. Do not raise body thoughts to the level of mind, because if you do, they cannot be under my control. But wait a minute. 
Jesus wants us to give all our thoughts over to be under Christ control, to be under the guidance of the Spirit, to be used for communication, to be used for integrating the mind, to be used for the healing of God's Son, the only purpose that this world has. And so what does it mean to raise body thoughts to the level of mind? Is The level of mind is the level of causation. And if you hold on to these body thoughts and you think they're causative, like the father was saying, you know, I, I traveled all these miles lugging, I sacrificed for you, and your mother didn't even have a decent lousy coat. You know, remember that whole tirade was, it's as if that we are indebted to other bodies for what they've done. Indebted to mom and dad. You can see the guilt card being played there by the father. You know, all that I did for you, and, and now you're going to do this? You're, this is the worst decision, you're, you're, as if you were harming. To raise body thoughts to the level of mind is to believe that the roles are, are causative. To believe that there, we've incurred debts to other people for what they've done to us, or, or what they, we have thoughts about they should have done things for us that they didn't do. There's grievances all over, and they all come from one thing, and that's from raising body thoughts to the level of mind. Body thoughts to the level of causation. In the end, we have to realize that it, everything in time and space is orchestrated by the Holy Spirit and Jesus just so we can see the world differently and, and realize that the Holy Spirit and Jesus can use all the body thoughts in miraculous ways that have no guilt whatsoever. What does that mean? When you follow the Spirit and you allow Jesus to be in charge of the puppet, we'll call it, and to speak through it, and to smile through it, and to laugh through it, and to hug through it, and to shine through it, you'll realize that that washes away the guilt in the mind, because the guilt was coming from these mistaken thoughts, body thoughts, identity thoughts. I wasn't a good enough son, I wasn't a good enough father, I, I wasn't a good enough mother, or or daughter. I didn't, I didn't fulfill the, the, the ego roles the way that I should have. The feeling in debt. So this is a great scene because all of these self-concept scenes, you know, he, he even spoke to his father. He said, we don't think of each other the same. You think of yourself as a colored man. I think of myself as a man. And meanwhile, Jesus is inside said, keep coming. Try, not, try thinking to, of yourself as a spirit. <laughs> Get out of your human racism. Because <laughs> it's not far enough. You haven't gone back far enough if you think you've gone from a colored man to just a man, or from a white woman to just a woman. You haven't gone back far enough that Jesus is really calling us out of the human racist position of believing you're a person. And the way that you do that, it even tells us, is let yourself be done through. Give your life to the Holy Spirit. 
Let the Holy Spirit and Jesus inspire, use the puppet. To, why? Not for the world, but to loosen your mind from the identification with the puppet. You see, it all suddenly starts to come together like, oh, it's the purpose. It's the purpose. So I love this scene because here we are, they're finally all together except for Tilly. And then, Tilly, come on, get in here. <laughs> no private thoughts. Let's, let's expose and lay bare all of these secrets and all of these thoughts that have been going on. And you can just see the characters' faces <laughs> when he speaks them. Sometimes they, they look like, I did say that. I did say I would I would wrestle you to the ground. I did say all of them. He's like boom, boom, boom. He's laying him out, but he's not really doing it out of malice. You know, he's doing it because he he said, "Son of a bitch." <laughs> he's he's allowing that puppet to be taken over by by guess who's coming to dinner by the spirit to expose all the private thoughts and like say, listen, let's, let's get past this. Let's not hold anything against anyone. And that's, that's just the greatest. <laughs> I can feel who's coming to dinner here in this scene. <laughs> now we finally get to know who's coming to dinner. We, we can feel the love starting to come, come through. So here we go. They're getting close to dinner. They still haven't made it to the table, but <laughs> they're getting close. Okay. <laughs> there we go. Hope you enjoyed that one. <laughs> that is amazing. That is amazing. So, without further ado, I would love, Eric, why don't you open it up? Because uh, I would just love to hear what's going through your mind <laughs> at this time. It's such a precious opportunity, because to me that's very concentrated uh, opportunity to come to healing. Healing in the mind and healing perception, and I would love to, I'd just love to hear what, what you experienced with that movie. Okay, I'm trying to unmute Mary here, she just raised her hand, there we go. Wow, well... I have to speak because since you referenced me so in this movie and I feel like whew, I feel like I've just been through a, a quantum therapy session. Oh, wow. I don't even know if I can express what what I'm feeling um because I'm seeing Wow, it's like everything that um, has come up for me in the last couple of weeks, including what's going on apparently in this world and in my relationship and in my life, has all been by my from my asking. And um, Oh, I could just go so into so much of it that that has hit me so profoundly in this movie. I've never seen it. I can't believe I've never seen it, but I've heard about it. But man, I'm I'm glad I haven't seen it because seeing it for the first time and seeing it with 
with um, David with your commentary. Man, it's just I, I've just gone into some place that I, I I didn't really know existed. But I'm I'm also seeing what was what's been so powerful is that everybody had to go through the darkness. Everybody had to to be where they were. Tilly, everybody, everybody, every one of them had to experience their pain and their emotions and their feelings and their fears to be able to get through them and to get past them. And it's, it's like the, the joining was, um, you know, I'm getting to see that um, everything that's come to me, that's brought up so much pain and so much challenge and so much um, um, fear has been um, from spirit to show me that um, it's time. It's time for it to come up and be. It, it, and I'm ready. It's time. It's time to. Um, you know, I'm. Uh, it's like that. Uh, I've been in the cocoon long enough, and um, it's time to. Um, Go quantum. It's you know that's it's just time to go quantum. It's it's uh, I, I it's it's not out there anymore. It's not out there at all. It's it's in me. And um, I, I just I just have to all I can say is thank you because oh my gosh this is for me. It's like um oh man I don't know this is going to take a while to to digest because I just. I just feel like uh, there it's just been a weight has been lifted and I've, I've just been reborn. I've just mm-hmm. been reborn tonight. There's something uh, that's really happened. Um, I'm, I'm almost afraid of it, what, where, where this is leading me, because uh, it was so deep. It was just so perfect. It's just like every line. And, you know, even Eric's... Um, uh, live feed today on on facebook was part of it and brought up more and you know it's it's just everybody is being brought to me um to to help me through through what i've been experiencing that i didn't really understand but i'm not supposed and i'm really seeing i'm not supposed to understand because i've asked to be used i've asked to be um I've asked, I've asked to, to understand or to, to, to rise above and, and be uh, uh, in the control of spirit. I've asked to be, let my mind be used and I don't want to play games anymore. And it's, it's felt like, um, why am I still having to play these games? Why am I still having to feel this pain? Why am I still having to, um, uh, go through this darkness and I I'm getting to see that it's all a gift. It's, it's, it's only darkness. It's, it's so that I can get to the light, but I, I really am seeing now that the real pain was to the fear of the light. I'm more afraid of the light than the darkness. Mm. So I can't, I just can't even tell you 
what a gift this was, but I, I, I just have to respond because this has been so powerful. And this is becoming my favorite night of the week. <laughs> I can't make any plans. It's Wednesday. It's, <laughs> it's my night. Every one of these movies has been for me. I have asked for every one of them. And each time it's taken me deeper. So yeah, I've kind of, I've cut, this is, thank you. I just, I just uh, can't, even, I, I just, all I can say is thank you. Thank you. And I can't tell you how much I love you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Mary. Thank you. Wow. This is for the whole universe. <laughs> That's a great testimony, yeah. Thank you. Thank you for showing up and, and being so open. I did read what you had written about that uh, live from Eric too, so I, I was aware of that whole context too, of, of how profound the witnesses are coming in and, and showing things that were never seen before, you know, that, that you really want to, to go toward the light. Even with your fear of the light, you still have that courage and willingness to, to keep showing up and showing up and opening up. So thank you. Thank you, Mary. Thank you. We love you. It's Wednesday night. <laughs> okay, I'll go to Robert there in Camas. And Robert, I think you might have to unmute yourself. I just clicked the button, but we had that issue earlier. There we go. We good? Yeah. Hi, David. Are you there somewhere? Hi. Hi, Robert. Uh, I guess, Gary, can we get David on the screen? Hello, I'll talk. Oh, I got you. Okay. <laughs> okay, great. David, man, I, I love you. I love this movie. I'm so indescribably blessed and full of gratitude to be here at Camus. You know, you, you gave me really the opportunity of a lifetime. I can't express that. Uh, this movie, it was, uh, it has always been one of my favorite movies. I saw it a long time ago, but as usual, when I see it with you, it just blows it all up so much bigger. <laughs> um, I, oh, boy. I had to take notes on this one. I'm sorry. <laughs> but, um, yeah, you know, the, this movie, is, is, it, it, it's almost like a big expression session. I mean, we had, you know, all the stuff there. We had the people-pleasing and repression when you first walked through the door and everyone's all like, oh, so nice to meet you. And, you know, yeah, right. <laughs> but, um, you know, then, I mean, it's, it's, it all came out. It all came out so beautifully, so authentically. You just, you know, just there it is. It all got exposed, and I mean, you know, when you when you talked about um, you know the dynamics of racism and what's going on right now with George Floyd, you know, and I mean, you basically said that if we have a body, we're racist. Everyone's racist. It's a Christ that's not racist, and you know, I mean, it just brought me back to that that psychological test, the doll test they used to do. Or they put the dolls in front of the children, and the, you know the the white the white babies like the white dolls, and the black babies like the black dolls, and it's just like you know, yeah, it's, it's it's it seems that we are <laughs> we all have that perception problem, and you know, I mean, the 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 way out of it, the escape hatch, is the Christ, 
And it's just like, I just want to move towards the Christ, you know, <laughs> I just, I, I, I want to stop thinking like that. Um, people pleasing, you know, when, uh, when he had that accident at the, uh, the ice cream parlor, you know, it just, it brought up, uh, what you said about how the mind attracts witnesses to what it believes, you know, and at that point in time, I mean, he was upset. He would, you know, he was probably had grudges against black people and boom, there was the black person to justify it. <laughs> and, you know, it's just like, I, I, in the Bible it says, you know, seek and you shall find. Well, what are you looking for? Are you looking for justification for all these different sorts of things? Or are you looking for the way out? You know, either way, you'll find what you're seeking for. You know, and I just, I, there's so many powerful demonstrations in this movie. It's just, it's really wonderful. You know, um, when uh, Spencer Tracy was talking to, uh, uh, I forgot her name now, um, Sidney Poitier's mother. And, you know, he started looking deep and just really thinking, what is it that's true? What's really authentic? You know, it, it reminded me kind of of the way this uh, communist experience has been going for me. Uh, after the first month, um, I had my perceptions of how things were going, and I wanted to change those perceptions, you know, try to rearrange the deck chairs a bit. And, uh, you know, as steward here, I kind of came up with the bright idea, well, you know, let's give everybody assignments, let's get structure. You know, and it, I mean, it sounded good to me at the time, but, um, yeah, I just, uh, you know, I just kind of looked deeply like Spencer Tracy did and saw the truth of that. It was just ego trying to slip another Mickey in the punch and, you know, it's just about control and egoic stuff. And so, you know, I kind of gave it over to spirit and I mean, things just feel so much lighter now just so much happier you know i mean the people that i'm with they, they seem happier <laughs> you know just that my my world seems happier it just seems lighter and more inspired you know and i'm you know just stepping into service more and just everything this whole process that i'm going through is just really it's, it's really as you would say unwinding the mind you know just getting down deep in there all the little nooks and crannies and just you know it's i, I feel the undoing and i welcome it and, you know, I wanted to ask you, um, I mean, I have a pretty good idea what you're going to say, but, you know, concerning situations like this, uh, uh, George Floyd, um, you know, of course, love it, you know, forgive it, you know, love it. I mean, I, I understand that I have a perception problem. It's my perception problem that's, that's disturbing my peace of mind. I mean, you know, the, the, the truth is, <laughs> it doesn't really affect me that much. I mean, you know, when I see the video, the video looks scary. And I put myself in that situation. And I think, you know, well, how can we just do that? Don't go, all of those kind of thoughts go through my mind. And then I'm back in the perception problem. But when I step away from it, and I don't look at all the updates on Facebook and whatnot, I just get back to my Course in Miracles and it's like, you know, I'm, I'm at peace. I mean, I'm just, that's not my world. That's not the world that I live in. And, I mean, 
is it okay just to say that, I mean, I had this perception problem and I'm a little concerned about you know, the proper approach so I don't metaphysically ghost it. You know, is it okay just for me to say that, okay, well, this is not happening. It didn't happen in my world. So I can just kind of let myself off the hook, not feel bad about it, if that makes any sense. I was just wondering uh, what kind of insights you had on that. Mm, beautiful, Robert. Well, it's like all we're doing, kind of like Mary said, like she said, wow, that everyone was allowed to and, and had to go through the, the dark feelings that came up. So I think the key is the allowance, like to just allow yourself to feel as you feel and then just to remember that, that whatever you feel is just coming from interpretations. And that's why you're there at Camus, you know. You know, you're just, it's so touching because I know ever since I first met you, you know, you, you were just wanting that opportunity to have an opportunity to, to heal. Uh, and you're just like, I just want this, I want this. Very much like Kenneth, Kenneth Price, you know, coming there and just saying, I, I, I don't want to waste an opportunity. And then you message me and, and you think, you think there's a chance I can come to the community? And, and again, you think it's a chance I could come to the community? And you think there's a chance in this lifetime <laughs> that I'll be able to become the community? It was so adorable. It's so adorable and sweet. And the timing of the Spirit, because I remember the last time when you wrote that, I said, perhaps. <laughs> that was like to your thing. And you just, you know, the main thing is you're using your opportunities, even with, like you mentioned, with stewarding, with, with all the beloveds that are around you. It's like you're using it. You're allowing it all to be used for healing. So you don't really have to be worrying about about saying saying the right things or whatever. You don't. The, the idea too that that even say, telling yourself it, it's not happening or it never happened. You know, you don't even have to do that. You your heart and your sincerity and your willingness is will carry you all the way. It's it's going to carry you all the way. Just from that, you know, like God knows the prayer of your heart and is not concerned about the words. And even though we use terms like metaphysically ghosting, you know, it's, you said it, it's authenticity. You know, the, the, the part that you mentioned when the Spencer Tracy character went out there and he talked to John's mother and then he just kind of, he really had to take it to heart. Like, like when she said, you know, you're old, why do men forget? Why do they forget the passion, the love? You know, that really was like the, his release point. Because then it touched on him. It was basically saying, you don't love your wife anymore. <laughs> it's basically, and, and that was something that he could not agree with because that brought him back to his own, he said, the memories are still alive. The memories are still there. You know, this memory of love was rekindled when she said that to him. 
because it was an affront. You know, it, it was an affront. Like, I, I, so the love rose up. I do love. And then he, he was able to give the whole talk, expose all the private thoughts for everybody, with tenderness. And then he also was able to say, if these two love each other half as much as I love my wife, then, you know, that's, I have to give them, he was just giving his blessing. So, I think that's it. You're, you know, you're just realizing, this is what you prayed for. You just were praying for an opportunity to face your thoughts, and to face your, your motivations, and, and to be authentic. And, and then you're actually feeling the benefit of being authentic. When you, when you had that moment of honesty, just like the Spencer Tracy character, where you were like, wait a minute here. Uh, there's some control seeping, sneaking its way in to even my interactions here. Uh, and I don't want that. You know, that, that's where the love rose up and then you started to say, well, I'm happier, I'm more lighthearted, and looked around, and so are they. <laughs> and they're behind you going, yeah, you know it. You know, everybody felt it. So that's, that's a testimony right there. You know, you don't have to worry about the words. Your heart is, is, is opening, and like with Mary, you know, you can just be grateful for that. You are grateful. I, I can feel it. I can see it in your eyes. I see how grateful you are. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Thank you, Robert. Oh, how sweet. How sweet. How adorable. Okay. Thank you. I'll go to... Kristen next. Go ahead, Kristen. Hi. Hi, everyone. Hi, David. Hi, Kristen. Um, thank you so much. I haven't seen this movie either, and I found it... What's staying with me now is um, your commentary about Joanna and about <clears throat> her joy and her just staying in this joy. And it feels like such a symbol of forgiveness in my mind, like just you know, she had that one moment of getting caught, but the rest of the time just stayed in pure forgiveness and couldn't see the problems, that there were problems. And feels so full of beauty and love. And um, I can just feel that symbol as something I'll, I'll hold in my mind. And so thank you for that commentary. And also the commentary about um, those that we invite, you know, those that we maybe don't want to be there are invited by the Spirit in order for us as an answer to a prayer. And I was imagining who would be at the dinner, who I, you know, the, the, the dream <laughs> figures who are, I'm like keeping outside of awareness and having them there at the dinner. And I could immediately feel the hooks in my mind and, feeling like the shift of awareness that this is the invitation that, that they've all been invited and that their being here is for the purpose of healing it just is so beautiful. It's like I could feel the, the mind unlatching, you know, toward love and the gift of it instead of the defendedness and the trying to keep separate in the mind. Um, and the third one was, there was this little scene 
Um, I was directed this morning to read in chapter 16, the true empathy section. And so that prayer in the true empathy section is with me and the one I am not alone and I would not intrude upon the, intrude the past upon my guest. I've invited him and he is here. I need to do nothing except not to interfere. And I was telling a friend earlier today that I had always read that as my brother. I didn't get the capital H with the Holy Spirit, you know? And so it, it really changed it in my mind, like, oh, that's completely different if, if that's my guest. And that's who I'm not intruding upon. And there was this moment where um, the Monsignor was with John's parents, and then Joanna's dad was outside, you know, kind of thinking. And the Monsignor said, um, there are 100 cliches for every moment. And I just, I don't have one right now. And so it was like this false empathy couldn't come forth. And he just was remaining silent. And then the wife also said, let's remain silent. And it felt like in that moment, it was like, I would not intrude upon my guest. And in that, you know, two beats later was like the epiphany in um, Joanna's dad outside. It was like so perfectly timed that the Holy Spirit was just going to take the whole thing. And that was the turn that then changed the, you know, it was the miracle that was given, which I just found so beautiful. Mm. Beautiful, beautiful, Kristen. Thank you for Thank you. sharing that prayer and those insights. That's, that's beautiful. And, and with Joanna or Joey, I felt the same. She just, you know, it's, it's not often you see movies where there's such a striking witness of true empathy. Uh, striking, consistent uh, witness throughout. And, and that is something that can, you the Spirit can draw you back to some of those scenes uh, when you're going through some experiences to have that witness come back like, oh, remember Joey, remember Joey. You know, even when, you know, when Tilly would say something to her in anger and disgust, sometimes she would just say it back with, with a light tone, like repeat the same words. And that was such a a reflection of where her heart was, you know, that she was not uh, buying into that. And uh, I do remember years ago, I, I watched so many movies, but suddenly I had a streak of like five or six movies where what, at the final scene of the movies, there was like this happy, happy dream sequence. One of them was even a Woody Allen movie where he was like a a writer, and there was all this conflict and everything, and in the end, all the characters are applauding him, and and like all, like they all just played their parts just to reach the end of the movie in the happy dream. And I remember when I saw it first in the theater, I was like, "Wow!" I just came out of the theater, and I was like, "That's great." Then the next movie I saw, I think it was Michael Douglas and the Game where it was really intense, like he was even buried alive. He had to come out of this coffin, I think, in Mexico, and, and it was really super intense. And then at the end, all the, they all were like applauding, and I was just like, it struck me. Then, like a third movie, 
and it hit me again. Then a fourth movie, and, and it was like the spirit was just saying, yeah, pay attention, this is it. They're characters. And behind the characters is so much gratitude. And everyone's playing their part perfectly. You don't, you never could judge the parts. You, you, you just couldn't see it. It was always there, the, all this love and brightness behind it. So, yeah, it's really great. And that, I just thought of that in terms of this movie too. They all sit down to have dinner after <laughs> all of this intensity, you know. You could feel, you could see in the Katherine Hepburn, how she just had this, like a sigh, a sigh of release, because she just so much wanted there to be happiness. And she was just doubting. <laughs> but then at the end, just that sigh, like, ah, thank you, thank you. So, beautiful, thank you for sharing that. That's, it's beautiful to hear that, uh, that prayer, that section that you read, and, and what you saw, because that's what I saw through this movie too. It was, it was just precious. Thank you. Hmm. <laughs> okay, I'm going to go to Stephen next. Go ahead, Stephen. All right. Um, wow, a another um, Quantum Wednesday, so it's just like a heart heartbeat on go walking through my little Newtonian dream, and then boom, then we get this quantum <laughs> connection. <laughs> so it's boom. So it's another, another one for me, too. This is really good from for what has been going on for me, and I'm, I'm sure everyone really. But in, in, in specifics and particulars to, to my dream, then there's that gut punch, that the invitation to say, whoa, that's some darkness coming up. Well, I better sit down and take a look at this and ask for help and, and, and surrender it. But, but there's a gem behind this. I know there's a gem behind this gut punch, whatever's occurring on the horizontal. And then that, that view I love this film because what came to my mind was the uh, above the battleground of, of getting to the point of view above the battleground. And you, you referenced it in that shift of causation. Um, you know, don't make body thoughts real. Get, can't use them here and get, get vertical. And, and, and what does that look like? What does it feel like? And I loved how this movie tied that together, going from the thinking, all the roles, I love that it was a, a, a man and a woman, a black man and a blonde woman. Um, it, it, it was the role of class. Here he is, is the, the, the snooty, uppity, uh, mobile Negro. And then here's Tilly. So there was a class war going on there. There was um, just all the different, the, you know, the different aspects of that, of all those roles um, really being used uh, to, go, to go beyond. But for me, it was like above the battleground and that shift from the, Newtonian use of all the roles and getting stuck there and the, too much thinking about it and, and the loss of feeling. And Joey represented that consistent thread of feeling. And yeah, everything she said was really right on, right on. It got, got vertical real quick. What I liked, a couple, a couple thoughts I really liked was what you were talking about memory when he was given the speech and he was sparked by the memory. And that's how Holy Spirit uses the memory is, is, and he said it was, I wrote it down, he said, um, when, when he was talking about the memory of love, and he acknowledged that he was old and burnt out, yes, well, sure, from a point of view of a body, but the memory of love, he said, was clear, intact, and indestructible. 
Um, and I thought, wow, that's really true. It's very clear. It's intact. It's indestructible. Um, I think, it, yeah, indestructible. How, how, how true that is when I get the clarity, when I get cleared out and I get the view above the, the clouds and, and how it really is, it, it is clear and it's intact and it's always there. It's always present. It's always just waiting to be picked, saying, pick me. I love that. I loved how um, the scene where he was, there was a scene where, oh, there was a scene where, where they were on the bed. Joey and her and um, her mom were on the bed, and then she was trying on the hats and what she's going to wear when she goes on the trip and everything. And, and she says, aren't you, aren't you just, and she was talking about how happy she was. And she says, aren't you just, and she paused, and she didn't complete the sentence. She just said, aren't you just, and her mom says, yes, darling, I am just. And it's like there's something left to come. But I thought about that. I thought, no, that's, that's, that's justified. Aren't you justified? Yeah, I'm justified. We don't need a reason to be happy. It, we're just. It's just like we're being. We're just being. And, and I love that play on how that played out in my mind. Of there doesn't need to be a reason. And it's kind of get rid of all the reasons, frankly. And then you're just, you're just in it. I love when he was, um, <laughs> when he was uh, the father was talking to the Monsignor in his closet, he's trying to get dressed. He's trying to dress this character. He's basically, and, and how he's felt like he said, I feel like I've, uh, they have me boxed into a corner. And he, his socks are ripping apart, and he can't get the sock drawer back, and he's just frustrated. Everything's falling apart. The ties are falling off the rack, and he's, he's being dismantled. And he says, I feel like they have me boxed into a corner. And I thought, yeah, he's talking about his, his doubt thoughts. It seems to be all the characters out there. But, yeah, all the characters are going to have us boxed into a corner. And that, that whole metaphor of boxing, yeah, the, the punching and the counterpunching and the justification and all of this is going to have that feeling of there's got to be a better way. And, of course, then he, he comes to that point where there's the better way. And, you know, he decides just to let it all out there. But, anyway, there was just um, so much good stuff here for me again and what a great, great opportunity to come in again off this Newtonian, you know, watching for the lessons and get that heartbeat, that quantum heartbeat of just saying, okay, there's the life. There's the life. So thank you. And thank everybody that's commented too. Some beautiful comments. And this is just timely in what's going on out there. And right, every it's kind of like, no, there's no real solution at the level of pharmacists. Get above the battleground. And see it from that point of view, and you see this stuff playing out in your mind. Of, of, it just kind of collapses then into just a, a singular lesson. And that's just saying, and illusions and illusions and illusion, not just to voice that, but to actually realize that. And then uh, lesson 186, there you go. It came into my awareness here uh, the last day or two. Uh, salvation of the world depends on me. Well, who would have thought? <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Stephen. Every time I hear a heartbeat, I will remember this moment. That is a, such a glorious metaphor. A heartbeat is associated with quantum. <laughs> That's beautiful. Thank you, thank you. Okay, I see Mitha raised your hand. Go ahead, Mitha. I knew you'd call on me. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, David, I would like to also see you. <laughs> if I Hi there. Can you see me now? I can see you now. Mm-hmm. Um, I just want to say thank you for the uh, the movies here on Wednesday night and the 
just the being able to be present time in the movies with you. Um, for the last quite a long while, I have been in such resistance, just uh, haven't wanted to do uh, any course study at all. Just And when I try to look at the resistance, I just get this tremendous fear of surrendering to the light and the love. And then I just, it feels like I just want to run away and stick my head in the sand. And there's been something about, man, the movies came up and I got definitely to sign up to do them. And it's like a little bit like Mary, every Wednesday night I get to have my heart opened and realize that, uh, I don't know, there's just an opening to experiences on Wednesday night with you that goes past the resistance and doesn't let it be there. So I thank you very much. Thank you, Mitha. Thank you. I feel it. I see it all over your face. (laughs) The gratitude is so, so strong. And whatever works, you know, this is the way it goes, you know. This is beautiful. So it's great that you just are just here and really taking it in. And uh, we, we can take in what we can take in, and I'm glad that the Spirit's using us in this way so for, for all of us. So thank you. Thank you, Mitha. Okay, I'm going to go to Julie next. Go ahead, Julie. Oh, hang on, it's not unmuting. Let's see. There we go. Good? All right. Thank you for the movie. I, I've never seen it. I've um, I've almost watched it though. Uh, two days ago, I was I was looking at the the uh, NWG website and looking for a movie. And and this one just I I tried to uh, put it on and it it would not load <laughs> for some reason. Well, now I know. Um, <laughs> um, well. Uh, resistance to follow guidance and uh, fear of rejection and body thoughts. <laughs> it, it's uh, it's all for me, and um, I am um, so. The first one, uh, resistance to follow guidance. I have been procrastinating on um, uh, something I was guided to do, something I was guided to say to someone four months, for about six months, seven months. And right before we watched the movie today, I did it. I, I, I did that. And why did I, was I procrastinating doing that? Was fear of rejection. Total fear of rejection. And body thoughts, Yes, because I, I was afraid on the way that it would impact my life, my survival, my survival of the body, if I would say and, and say, speak the truth and, and, and follow that guidance. So this movie <laughs> is, um, is, like everything, like uh, the premise, like uh, resistance to follow guidance, fear of rejection, body thoughts. It's so amazing. And then the the movie following. The first thing that struck me is um, Joanna's 
pure happiness. She's not happy. She is happiness. Like she is. There's no room for fear. Absolutely not. Like, like it's not even a question. And I was like, at first, it was the, I, I could I could see the ego thought saying, "How can how can she be that? How old? It's because she's young and and silly, and you know she can't possibly be." Wait a minute, who who's talking here? Like, what what's that old voice telling me? No, you cannot be like her. And <laughs> so um, so I I uh, I, I just uh, threw that that thought away and and just enjoyed her so much she showed me the way like what a lead like what a light like what a bright light and then and then all the characters when you said david when you said all the characters in the movie and in the seeming world as a matter of fact are parts of my 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 mind it's 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 voices in my mind that come together in spirit in spirit it's it's like when when spirit is put right there when the beam of light is right there between the whole the whole uh, uh, company there's no more one and the other it's 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 one mind like like i could see it in the movie like so well so beautiful so beautifully and 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 one more thing is about and i thank you for talking about uh, george what what's his name uh, floyd i think mm -hmm. because um when i first saw the video and i i, I don't watch news i i don't so i I knew something would happen because I saw it on Facebook, you know, uh, I knew someone died and blah, blah, blah. Okay. I watched it because uh, I listened to Muji, <laughs> funny enough. I listened to Muji. Muji, uh, you know, made a, uh, uh, recorded something about that. So I went into it, like, like I listened to Muji. And then after that, I listened to a little more news and, and what I felt at first was um, I felt like I was powerless. I felt all those emotions that I could not, like, like deep, like it hurts. And then as the days went by, I, and when you talked about it, especially, like it became so clear that this is on the screen as well. Like it's like watching that movie tonight. This this event is on the screen, and what it does, it unveils deep sadness in my mind, like 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 powerlessness and and all those emotions. So I I, I thank, and it's weird to say that, but <laughs> I thank that event because it gives me an opportunity to to let it to to bring it up and because it's not every day that i that i would touch things like deep like that you know and and dark and and things that i i'm i'm not 
usually facing, like it, it will unveil things that I, I am not aware of. And that, uh, so that, so I, I, I thank you for talking about it. And I, I thank spirit to, to make me aware of that, of that event. So I can, I can, I can allow those, those, uh, dark, weird and things that to, to come up and, and being brought to the light. I, I, I don't know what else to do anyways. I, ha I, I don't understand anything of this world. Like I don't understand. And, and the more I try, the less I understand. So what else could I do then? Just, just allow, just, just being guided because that's, that's all I have now. So thank you mm -hmm. so much. Oh, thank you, Julie. And thank you for sharing that thing about going to MWGE because it was like, wow, it was all just, you were meant to see it, but with us, <laughs> it was a Wednesday night <laughs> event and journeying with all of our, our prayers together and our joining and our commentary. So it, it just gives you more of an appreciation how everything works together perfectly, perfect timing even with those things. So, so thank you, thank you. It's so precious. Thank you, Julie. Okay, I'm going to go to Annie next. Go ahead, Annie. Hi, thank you for another wonderful movie. Um, so I just wanted to say, Julie brought it up and Stephen too, that I thought that um, Joey's character was so helpful. Um, that it was so helpful, David, when you pointed out too, to, to watch her and that she was behaving like an advanced course student. You know, I, I've always had all this confusion over what guidance was. And it was like, oh, that's guidance. She's just so happy and in love and she's sticking with it. And I had the same thought that Julie had a little in the beginning was that, you know, she's coming through the airport and she's so happy. And I thought, you know, there's all these kind of jaded, right, ego thoughts thinking she's, she's naive. She doesn't understand what she's in for. She, you know, and I thought those are all, but it, it, it just made me realize that that was me. I would never have called that resistance to guidance before. And it made me see that that, that is that is what it, uh, it is what it is. Um, and then the other thing that Stephen brought up was when uh, Catherine Hepburn's character was saying like, um, aren't I just, and well, anyway, Stephen was saying that she was saying, aren't I just, maybe you're saying, and I just happy. And I thought, um, well, it was just reminding me of this idea that's come up a lot lately with coronavirus and also with, um, with George Floyd too where people have been saying things like, well, like, how can, how can I be happy? It, well, or people were saying, well, I'm really enjoying certain things about this coronavirus situation, but, you know, I feel bad because people are dying. Like, it, like, I can't really be happy when all these other people are not happy. And the same thing with George Floyd. Today I was on a walk, and I read this sign someone had put up on their uh, house, and it was defining privilege, and it was saying something like, Privilege is thinking it's okay, uh, th believing that you have no problems when other people actually have problems. So it was sort of like this idea that you could be happy 
when other people aren't happy and um and by the way, I'm just starting to wake up to that idea that, you know, Joey was being happy when other people were saying, you can't be happy. You're not facing, you're not looking at all the problems. You're not looking at the negative side. And um, so I thought that was, it was very, very helpful for me. So um, thank you. Mm, thank you. Thank you. That's beautiful. Yeah, I think that is uh, probably the, the, aspect of the course that Jesus even says is can be the most difficult to to truly grasp is this true empathy because you know we we have stories that even fairy tales and stories um, and then they get interpreted and they turn into like um like a negative connotation. I'm thinking of Pollyanna. Uh, you know, in this movie tonight, um, Joey was the, the Pollyanna character, except Pollyanna is a terrible connotation. You know, when people talk about Pollyanna, it's, it's as if it's complete denial. Uh, somebody living in denial. And, um, and I know, that I've heard these kind of things over the years too, and, you know, where people would say, "Just be careful, you know, don't turn into a bliss nanny." And uh, the bliss, uh, for me, the bliss is important, but it also comes from not making the error real, from from opening to the idea that the quantum idea that everything is connected, that it's all a reflection of our mind. So this idea that some can be happy and some sad is very dualistic. It's very much like heaven and hell, <laughs> you know. Uh, and it does remind me of a section in the Course where Jesus basically is saying, you can, you can seem to try to do all kinds of things, but, but you cannot sin. He, he starts to get really firm. Uh, he says, you know, you, you cannot sin. Sin is the belief that separation from God is real. Uh, the firm, fixed belief in sin is, is what is ludicrous. It's crazy. He said, he, then he reframes it all and he says, you can make an error, but... but Mistakes have been corrected. He comes right in there with that too. You know, mistakes have been corrected. So, he's saying you cannot sin. He's very firm about that. He's saying mistakes can be corrected and actually have been corrected. And then you're left with, okay, then that means you just are offering me the correction. And am I going to be arrogant and and deny that correction, or am I going to be humble <laughs> and, and accept the correction? You know, for me that, that's important because it takes us away from this dualistic idea that some can be happy and some sad, or some happy and some fearful. What kind of a God would create that kind of a system, you know, you, you, we start to realize, oh my gosh, that kind of a system, it could never be. 
And that's really what uh, quantum physics is teaching us. That's what, you know, what, what goes around comes around. What, all that I give is, is given to myself. Giving and receiving are the same. It's like, you know, even karma, if you really look at, if, if I am happy, then I would attract reflections of happiness. Uh, it wouldn't be duality. So, to me, what you're talking about is just this really strong awareness that, that mind is one, mind is connected, and, and, and if I, even a, we even have a president of the United States, usually presidents of the United States are not seen as like saints or holy channels and messengers of God, but I think of Abraham Lincoln, who was the president, that he didn't believe in slavery, you know, he, he firmly did not believe in slavery, and he stood up for it, but he said, a man is as, is as happy as he makes his own mind up to be. You know, that came from a president. <laughs> you know, that's a spectacular idea. As happy as, a, as you make your mind up to be, that is, that is again showing the unity and the power of the mind. And that's, that's what we're experiencing. So thank you, thank you for that and thank you for noticing, uh, yeah, thank you for noticing Joey. Uh, yeah, that's the, whenever I think of this movie, that's the, that's the bright spot. She is, it, it kind of, it washes away all these debates about guidance too, because, you know, I hear so many people saying, is it guided, is it not guided? Um, Guidance is to, to lead us to present happiness. Guidance is about consistency. Guidance is about steadfastness. Guidance is about faith. Guidance is about happiness and joy. And of course that has to be the telltale sign of guidance, uh, is happiness. Consistent happiness, you know. It, it, you don't, it's not a, like an equation that has to be figured out. If you really go toward that happiness and you say, I'm, stick, I'm sticking with this, I, I'm staying with this, and, and you are determined, then it's amazing how you perceive the world. It's, it's, it's miraculous, actually, but it puts it firmly back on, on our state of mind and our purpose. And it takes it away from all these uh, witnesses of the world that was trying to tell us that there could be something else. You know, she's, Joey is not showing us that. She's, she had one little dip there with Tilly and she's, she came back and full love <laughs> came, came right out of that. And she, what, even that's an example how she caught it. She noticed it when it happened, and she, she immediately came back above the battleground, she came back into the joy of her right mind. So thank you. Thank you for noticing. <laughs> thank you. Okay, I see Frank there. Hi Frank, go ahead. Oh, let's hang on one sec, it's not... Yeah, I'm a, yeah I think now it should work, right? Yeah? Yeah, okay. we hear you. Thank you. Thank you, David, again, for movie night. I love it. <laughs> um, 
and this movie, uh, you know, it was interesting also for me to, you know, it's such a relief to, you know, when this whole thing went down and was to, to not take, you know, to, to realize it's not about taking sides and that I don't have to take sides and that it is about the healing um, in my mind, you know, um, and it brought up thoughts about, you know, I had to look at my own racism and, you know, when I remember when I came to Mexico and I had all these opinions about the Mexicans with the horses and all. So all this stuff, you know, I, it's so easy to point fingers and say, you know, what, what, what do I need to raise, you know, it's like you were saying, not to, um, to, to, you know, the, the, the body thoughts, to not raise the body thoughts, and, um, and to be able to look at that stuff without shame, because I know that it's not me, you know, it's just some, it's just my ego. Um, it's, you know, it's my ego, it needs to be exposed, so, so I can use it for that, and there's the healing, and that's, you know, that's the level in which I was able to stay during this, you know, all these happenings. And for me, the most, uh, is there a way, Eric? I can see uh, um, David. Yeah, I'll I'll yeah, talk yeah, up yeah. with you. Hi. <laughs> 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 okay. So so. <laughs> um, yeah, it would. Well, I love the scene at the at the ice cream. You know when when that that shift. Because that, that ice cream, that disgusting purple looking thing, <laughs> or whatever it was, I thought, truly, that can't be the right ice cream. And then, and just the expression on his face, he went, and then, you know, that change, you could see just the change in his face. It's like, wow, there it is, you know, there it is, that's all it takes. And, you know, to be willing to have that change. And, you know, my daughter, she is her boyfriend, you know, it's, when you were talking before, you know, people you put together and you know the story, my sister and you know, everything. And my 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 um my uh daughter's boyfriend, you know, his family, they're they're like uh, um you know, they're like these uh I mean they watch Rush Limbo you know, they, and they they're they're born against and you know, it's like <laughs> what am I doing in all this? And yet, you know, the guy is, so for a long time I just couldn't accept that she would be with him and and you know and recently you know he's so sweet you know it was like that ice cream is like oh my god but he's so nice you know and <laughs> you know and and that was the the for me a very powerful scene is that you know because you could really see the shift happening and it was it was brilliant <laughs> And and then you know he runs into the, the 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 black guy in the car that has to, and then he has to face, 
is his own discrimination being an old guy you know, that shouldn't be driving. So it was, uh, yeah, it was great. It was great. And, and yeah, as it was going on, you know, instead, usually, you know, I, take, I, I was able to, to just look at my own beliefs and, um, and they're not pretty, you know. And uh, so that's, <laughs> that's the healing, you know. Just that's why for me this Floyd thing is also happening because it's it's a healing in the mind and I think even you know in we don't really watch the news here either but there there was a change there was a big shift when the police starts marching you know and so so it was really and that's just the healing in the mind that that I see there so thank you thank you Frank thank you Frank yeah I just every time I watch the movie I I just notice the tiniest little things more things come to me but I like that scene with the the boysenberry uh, the the ice cream you know particularly because when he first gets it you know he's like he, he has the look you know this isn't this isn't it this isn't this isn't the ice cream so he calls he calls the the waitress you know, call for her to come, and by the time she gets there, she said he's able to say, "This is not, this isn't the ice cream, everything, but it's it's really good." And her patience, she just has a look on her face, like, yeah, <laughs> like, like the patience of how patient the spirit is with with us as we go through these turns and these coming arounds, because infinite. Infinite patience, <laughs> producing immediate results, you know. It's so, yeah, it's just beautiful. I'm glad you saw those things in the movie that you did, because it's, it's just uh, inspiring for us, you know, to, to recognize those things and see those. So, thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Always look forward to Wednesday night, our movie nights here. <laughs> You look like an eager, you're so eager <laughs> for, for these beautiful joinings. So thank you. Thank you. Okay, I'll go to Jacqueline next. Go ahead, Jacqueline. Okay, let me go. Uh, I'm just going to put myself on gal review. So um, I, um, I guess I just wanted to thank everybody who talked because everybody shared some great stuff. I love David's commentary. That's like a, a no brainer. Everything you say is just wonderful, but everybody said great stuff and I, I'm so grateful. Um, but I, I wanted to, um, I guess just, so for me today, I ended up actually having kind of an experience. It's odd that I actually would get, defensive have an opportunity to get defensive usually I'm pretty good at kind of catching it but I didn't and I jumped right in and I was defending myself and then right afterward I was like what did I just do oh no you know because then the guilt comes in and I'm like ah so I had to stop and do all this forgiveness you know and just I'm like please help me Holy Spirit Jesus help me you know um I wasn't quite that frantic, but I, I, I was sort of like, well, I don't want to give up my peace of mind. And uh, then the, the next part of it is just where you want to reach out. Like I'm thinking, oh, I should send her a note and, t you know, I should do this. You know, you want to go into the outside world and try to solve it. And I, 
And, and Jesus kept saying, no, just sit down, stop, you know, quit moving around. You'll, you'll, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll take care of it. And it, so the movie really helped me in your commentary where you were like um, bringing up that we ask for everything to come to us. Like when we ask to be healed, it's all going to be flushed up. And, and I know that's true, but sometimes I forget. You know, if the if the trigger's too huge and it's really frightening or something, that I'm like, oh, no, no, I didn't ask for that. You know, so then you have to kind of wade through the muck and mire to get to the truth. But this really helped me to just see, yes, and on a deeper level. And the, and then I have questions about what is guidance too, because pretty much I feel like I'm I'm jello now. You know, I've become like putty, and I just follow guidance. So I'll even be shopping. And I'll get this, like, I'm supposed to buy that? Why? You know, and like having debates with my guidance about, and the, I, I start to walk away and I go, no, no, I'd rather have that. And then I go back and I just get it. You know, I'm like, this is, you know, I, I have that resistance, but I don't really know what to do about anything. I feel like if I'm going to let go of my self-concepts, then I have to have none and I have to just be guided. So that resistance, uh, I'm hoping I'll get beyond it because it's much more fun if I listen. If I don't listen, it gets a little thick, you know. So, uh, but anyway, I wanted and I wanted to thank you for your commentary for sure, David. You said some great stuff. I can't remember all the great stuff you said, but I'm just uh, I'm I'm getting addicted to movie night too. I was just trying to do a movie <laughs> here and there, and now I'm just getting addicted. So I'll have to get the monthly membership. You know, I'm like. <laughs> Because I love everybody, too. I, I love it when people talk and you just say great stuff. I just want to thank everybody for everything you say. And uh, so, cool, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you. That's beautiful. Yeah. We love you. We love you. Oh. Okay, and we have Tim next. Go ahead, Tim. Uh, thanks, Eric, and uh, thank you, David. Um, this is my first movie night, and it was awesome. Uh, I started doing the course about 10 months ago, um, and then I started doing it, you know, kind of like the Living Miracles way about a, three, four weeks ago, and uh, I've, I've just been amazed. Um, I really just want to express some gratitude. You know, I I thought the movie was extremely pertinent. It's exactly like what I needed to see everything reframed, you know, in like this way. A uh, couple uh, days ago, you know, it's like I turned on the news and I, my, it's like I, my ego was so activated by what was going on and I decided I was going to join minds with all the protesters and so I had to watch as much news as I could and it was like I didn't even realize uh, what I was doing, you know, and then luckily – you know, I talked to somebody from this group and they said, uh, you know, why don't you pray if you should go down to that protest, you know, I got a family and stuff. And I did. And it's like, it was clear, you know, like, it's like, I called it off. We were about to leave me and the wife and two kids. And I'm like, we're, we're not going to do this. And everybody was relieved, you know, <laughs> they were like, thank you. You know, and I realized that, you know, I was like, I thought I was instilling these values in my kids that were going to stay with them for the rest of their life. And I got to show them how to rise up against oppression. And it's just like, it's like, I completely forgot about what path I was on, you know? And it's like, I can still have compassion and love and like, but that way, man, it's like, it, 
it drove us a wedge between me and my parents and my sister. And it's like, it was not me wanting to join anything. It was ego wanting drama, you know? And it, like, mm. I'm so grateful for this, you know? I've been devouring the YouTube videos and downloaded the Byron Katie app. And it's like, I've never experienced this much change in such a short amount of time. And it's, it's been painful, you know? Real painful, I mean... There's times, you know, I was watching one video and you said sometimes you just weep and it's just like that was enough to start me just like, ah, me too, <laughs> you know? Mm -hmm. And so it's just gratitude, you know? It's a beautiful life and, uh, you know, I just, I really feel like I need this so I can stay on the path, you know, and I'm grateful for it. I just, I, I've been having this prayer since I started doing the course. Like, are there other people that are doing this? And it's just like, boom, <laughs> you know? So, yeah, thanks so much, man. Mm, thank you, Tim. Thank you. Wow, we feel it. We feel it. You're just, you just jumped right in. And now the experiences are coming and it's just, that's a testimony to what we were talking about, that how powerful. You're, you're pulling a joey. I mean, you're just, you're just going for it and starting to feel the confidence will just keep building and building and building because it's like, yeah, this is, that's right. That's, that's the discernment I was asking for. You know, I just, I want to be peaceful. I want to pour this passion into this true depth and love that I really am. And, and, and that's what I'm going to pass on to my, my wife, my children, happily. <laughs> and you're doing it. So thank you. Thank you. How beautiful. Okay, well that's all our questions for now, it looks like. Okay. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Well, thank you so much for joining in. And uh, wow, these are very helpful. And it seems like the gift keeps on going because as they come out, even as, as a speaker, I'll sometimes see, oh my gosh, did you listen to this? And oh, did you hear? You know, it's like what we're sharing is just radiating out of blessing. And we have no idea everyone who's touched by it, and, and that's, that's how the miracle works. It goes way beyond anything we can perceive, or, or that we're even aware of. So, thank you all for being uh, with us through this whole movie, and also for the, uh, like Jacqueline was saying, just the chorus of beautiful testimonies and love and ideas pouring out. It just is sending out a huge blessing. And that's what we're here for, is we're here to be the light of the world, to be the miracle workers, and yeah, it feels great. And, uh, and thank you, Mitha, too, because I know those are those periods when, when you start to feel like resistance and nothing seems to be working, and then like, a, ah, here we go, you know, you, you're like, it's Wednesday night, ego. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> now let's sit in and enjoy this and see how you feel. <laughs> and, you know, but that's good. And that's, we feel grat gratitude for that, you know. That's the beauty. So thank you for being so uh, transparent about that. Because that's how we, we get more drawn into the miracle, is just by being transparent. So thank you, thank you. So thank you. Thank you all for joining in. And... We'll do it again. We'll keep it up. 
Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. What a lovely evening. <laughs> <laughs>